Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn, and I'm happy to say, yes, they are back after a well-deserved break. It's the return Lanzarote. of Joe from Lanzarote, Cyprus and Afghanistan. Who knows where? It's Joe, it's Dan and Jamie, as normal. Hello. What a boost. Hello, my travel chief. Hello, indeed. How are we all doing? How was your holiday, both? Yeah, lovely. We listened to some really good topical uh, podcasts while we were uh, while we were away on our holiday. We've been to Iron Apple, raving it up. We've been on beaches. We've been in all buffets. Brilliant. We're well happy. We're well good. Well recharged. Lovely. Yeah. No, um, like sometimes when you go away, you get a dodgy stomach from the old food. We were, we coped with that all right, did we? Oh no, it's the food in Cyprus is second to none. The Atlantica Beach Hotel we stayed in in Paphos. Amazing food, really good buffet, really looked after us. So, yeah, good stomachs, good to go. Fantastic. I hope you had uh, chicken gyros, gyros, whatever they call it. I hope you had one of them or a pork one. Of course, yeah. Of course or is that more specific Greek? I know they're very much close to each other. Well, Cyprus is split into Greek and Turkey. There's a border in the middle. We oh, were the Lord. Greek side, so there was gyros. We had our kebabs. Lovely, fantastic. I've been to Greece a couple of times and had the old gyros a few times. You could live off them. They're not quite the same over here. That what's that? Um, dip tap tap ziki. Oh, I could drink ziki, that. Yeah. I could drink that. Cucumber hello, yogurt. Mm. <laughs> hello to all our Greek listeners and any Cyprus listeners that are there. I don't think we have any because we had our first this week and it was you guys listening to last week's episode. <laughs> so thanks very much to our Cyprus fan base out there, which just so happened to be sat recording the show today. Well, we but, had to have a listen because I needed to hear how Jamie was going to pronounce the NXT superstars. I particularly like Dijak. I smashed it. Yeah. And Taryn between sure. Joe Coffey and Joe Gacy and one of them having a, a gimmick that he wasn't too sure if it was dodgy. No, or I not. knew I knew it was I knew it was the other one. It was whoever I said it was starting then I went, Oh no, it wasn't him. It's it's him who's got the outspoken gimmick or whatever they want to call it. Political political correctness. Although you went through it and you, you tried to guess the names, it was the show of the weekend, NXT uh, Battleground show of the weekend. So of course since you guys came back off your lovely holiday. You've caught up on Night of Champions, Battleground, um, probably not double or nothing, but you've probably read the results. Um, yeah. So in respect of that, then we're going to get on to Night of Champions, specifically, of course, because of our predictions and how everybody sits in the league. Um, and then we'll, we'll also have a, a chat about double or nothing as well. But since you're our resident NXT experts both, I'll, I'll come to you first, Joe. Um, I... Unfortunately, as you probably were, did not get round to watching NXT Battlegrounds, and I don't believe Jamie did either. So, Joe, how was the show? Any specific highlights? And then we'll move on to you, Dan. Um, it was a very good show. I think one of my highlights was um, Dijak versus Ilya Dragunov. They like had a like a no disqualification, no rules match, and it was very, very brutal. Like um, Ilya Dragunov just came out like absolutely battered. Um, Tiffany Stratton won the Women's Championship all the other matches were pretty good but I would say that my standout match was probably the Dijak versus Ilya Dragunov What was the uh, what was the main event like then Dan? It was um, Bron Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes to be fair it was exactly as it says on the tin um, you know exactly what you're expecting going into it you can see how much they've developed 
Um, I can now see Bron Breaker being called up in a matter of weeks. He's got nothing else he can do in NXT. I, I just think it's a matter of weeks. We're going to have those promos. He's going to have the squashes. It'd be interesting to see if he, he comes in as a face or comes in as heel, because lately he's been doing a bit of a heel gimmick and being like a lone wolf gimmick. Um, but no, main event was incredible. Um, my favourite moment, Noam Dar versus Dragon Lee. Noam Dar formed a stable with Oro Mensa, um, who was in NXT UK, Lash Legend and Miss Jackson. They made a little um, stable and a little group. They're like the cool kids almost. Are you for real? Yeah, they, they were for real. But no, See, that was really Alex good. Karen got the reference. <laughs> that's it. The only so, reference yeah, I'll get. Miss Jackson. <laughs> Uh, but I am for real. NXT NXT Battleground. Um, there was two events on Sunday. NXT Battleground had a sold out stadium, and um, AW Double or Nothing had a quarter sold out stadium. So we know which one went on the night. I did see some pictures in regards to that. To be fair, going back to NXT, then I did read some reports online that said that they were effectively very, very happy with how the event went. Some of the agents backstage calling it the best NXT premium live event or special, whatever you want to call it, in years. Would you yeah. both go with that? Ever since Takeover yeah. Thirty, I think it's the best one since then. They didn't have too many gimmick matches. They were just straight up wrestling matches, except for the last man standing match. Everything had a story. Everything worked. There wasn't too many bots. There was a couple of little slips here and there, but you know, you've got to look at it. They're developmental talent. They just sold out uh, an arena. Um, everybody was really involved, chanting, getting involved with it. And a lot of the people who you wanted to be over were over. You didn't need any surprises. You didn't need to announce that controversial talents were coming back to make it feel relevant it was it was exactly what you wanted it to be and more and it is elevated and you know people like the creed brothers people like bron breaker they're now being even though we've just gone through the draft they're being rumored to be called up midway through before SummerSlam, and that's exactly what you want it's to build and develop talent and wwe they're doing it right yeah you mentioned the potential call then you know it's been rumored for a main event uh, sorry, a main roster call up for basically since before the draft happened, and then it and then it didn't happen. So, I mean, whilst whilst you know it would it would make sense to to still do it now, it you know slightly confusing in respect to the fact that they've waited until after the the draft to do it because that would have been the ideal opportunity. Um, but I suppose also at the same time. It's it's away from the whole draft side of things. I'm I'm talking Bron Breaker specifically here. It's away from the draft. That's kind of gone out of the way now. It can be a bit of a surprise when he turns on, but it can also be a bit of a reset for the character as well. Because yes, he's been working as a heel. There's no reason at all why he can't appear. You know, night one on Raw, night one on SmackDown, where whatever show he's going to go to, straight away as a face because he'll get the pop. Because I think oh, yeah. whilst whilst there's still a core audience for NXT, and there will still be a part of the main roster audience that don't watch NXT I still think the majority of the people will know will know him it's not a case of a you know no disrespect to anyone but like a mid-card talent from NXT suddenly coming up not through the drafts and not really having a previous mention and therefore only a handful of the audience knowing who it is people should know and will know who Bron Breaker is so he'll get that pop even though he's been working as a heel and that'll probably automatically turn him into a babyface Maybe. I mean, the, the main reason why he wasn't as part of the draft is because they were playing with him being a heel and having that match for Battleground. 
Um, we've seen it before where people have been called up and they still have their NXT matches. But I think it was just to test the water with him as a heel. And I, I tell you what, he sounds exactly like Scott Steiner when he's cutting those heel promos. And I've got no doubt about it that he'd be a good face or a good heel. You've seen it before that people like Roman Reigns, John Cena, they come onto the main roster and they've been predominantly a face. And the fans have just turned against them because they've stretched it too much. At least now they know he works as a face and sells merch. He works as a heel and everybody loves to boo him. So, you know, when he goes up to the roster, he's polished and he's ticked all of those boxes. I think if you kept him there any longer, made him go for tag or North American, it's just a waste of time. You know, he could he could easily be an enforcer to like a wine heel. There's so many different avenues that they could go with him. Have they announced what the next NXT event is yet? Or The Great American Bash on uh, oh, June it's a special, 30th, July is it? 30th, yeah. Well, so that'll be a, no, a, a Tuesday. A stadium, or is it, a, is it a stadium one, is it? Because they've like now event, gone yeah. back to these stadiums. Then. Well, they do like little specials on like um, Tuesday nights. So they may do one or two of those, but the next one that they've announced, July 30th, and it's going to be, um, they've announced what stadium it is. I've not actually double-checked it. But yeah, that's going to be the next one in a couple months. Give us a rating then on Battleground both. Um, solid. I mean, it's, it's different rating to how you rate WWE or an AEW because at the end of the day, they are developmental talents. But I, I, I do believe that it is the show of the weekend. I would give it a solid B. Joe? C. C. Oh, what, what's the drop in, uh, in grade there for? I don't know. It's just, there was just like a bit of it where like it did feel like it dragged a bit, like some of the matches dragged a bit, but I still think it was very good. That's fair. I mean, anything like a beer is pretty solid anyway, let, let's be honest. So no, it sounds like an enjoyable event all around if uh, if you into NXT or even want to start with NXT. So it sounds like it would still be one to recommend regardless. Right then. So, of course, last week, yourselves weren't on the show um, because... You were away, sunning it up. So myself and Jamie took a preview into the two then upcoming events in respect of Night of Champions and Double or Nothing. So we might as well kick off with the old Night of Champions coming from the kingdom itself with a stacked card. And, um, you know, myself and Jamie, of course, did watch it live. And I went over to Jamie's house to watch it as well. Hey, we had We watched we it live as well. Well, you, you you did on on your phone whilst watching the quality entertainment on-site entertainment, was it? What what was the on-site entertainment whilst you were so watching it? We were like, all oh, right, we're on holiday. Look, we'll watch wrestling when we get back. And then we went into the main hall. Uh, we were on an adults-only holiday, but what that basically means is the majority of it is over like fifty and sixty. So most people. Uh, are in bed or, do, or just don't care so we went into the main hall for the entertainment and they said oh live dj saturday night oh all right then you know bit of music bit of dancing couple of sangrias job done sounds lovely but we literally watched this guy get a fleetwood mac cd out and then he got a <laughs> s club 7 cd out and he literally was just putting cds into a player on the stage so we thought all right we got background music we put really good wi-fi and we whacked it on the phone and we ended up watching the entire event Fantastic. So, so what was better then, Night of Champions or the on-site entertainment? Um, so the on-site entertainment was good for overall for the week, but on that Saturday night, definitely Night of Champions. The the ending that got me in the feels, my bro. That got me in the feels, and I'm so <laughs> glad that we watched it. Right. <laughs> so, 
it of course kicked off did night of champions um with i say of course the world heavyweight championship match now a bit of a strange one because one would assume that if you are I mean, okay, let's look at what the main event was without discussing it. First of all, it was the tag team match. We've had the storyline of the bloodline and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going on for, you know, since the the turn of the year, effectively. So one can see why that would be the main event. However, you've got a title, a world title that's been reintroduced because they made it quite clear that it carries on the lineage of... um, the World Heavyweight Championship, you know, that Triple H was given back in 2002. It's the same title, just with a redesigned belt. You know, it's not a new title they're introducing. They've tried to show that and put the importance on it because I think they know that people were looking at it like a secondary championship belt to the one that Roman Reigns is. They want to sit on an equal footing. They want them both to be recognised as two as equal belts. We have two world champions, one for Raw, one for SmackDown, and this one for Raw is the world title that you've known from the past. We're bringing it back. It is not a secondary world title match. So let's put it first on the show and not the main event. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with the decision. Think about it the other way around. If you did it of the... Uh, Jimmy Uso super kicking solo by accident, but then super kicking Roman in the face. You would have literally, ever that's all everybody would be talking about. Nobody would be concentrating. Also, if you left the main event to the last match, you went from a really good half an hour opening match, a classic that's probably really in the contenders for match of the year. You've got the half hour there at the start of the show. If you did it the other way around, say one of the segments went on a little bit too long. You're literally looking at a five, ten minute match that everyone's like, oh, that well, that didn't really live up to the hype. But everyone is generally saying that will be one of the, the matches of the year. Um, so I think it's right to put it on first. We've got a new champion. You can do the backstage segments of them talking with the belts and promoing it, talking throughout the show with it. And everybody literally finished watching that show shocked at what happened with the development in the storyline. So I, I don't disagree with it at all. I think it's the right decision to make sure you put the world title match as the, as the first match. No problem. And, and going into the match, I think a lot of people were... What, what is that? No, someone doing a bit of soaring, a bit, a bit of DIY going on, is there? Was that just me that could hear that? Oh, you didn't I know think that, that was I just know. you. Yeah, I think it was just you, Taryn. Sounded like somebody got the old saw out, was making a nice handcrafted table and chair set. I don't know what that was. Maybe it was just me that cleared that. I listened back. Do you not have Ikea up in Blackpool? I think the closest Ikea is Warrington. They're building one in Preston. Um, Yeah, where Taman lives. Preston. It it isn't true. Um, But they are building one up that way, but it's been ongoing for a while now. So whether or not it ever starts. Think of all the meatballs you can have. I've never had it. I've only been to Ikea once in my entire life, and I never had the meatballs. The best best thing about I didn't get the hype. I didn't get the hype. The best thing about Ikea was when you could get the massive bags of dime bars, and they can get them from home bargains. So what's the point? Well, we've got home bargains, being in bargains. We've got an Ikea in uh, Bristol, so we're all good. Anyway, no, not the meatballs, Taryn. Dimes. Da- oh, nobody cares about dying. 50p hot dogs. Unless it's that gluten-free tar. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> the the opening match then, it was a very, very solid match, but I think that people going into it were 
and I think this alludes to the rest of the card as well, or, or the majority of the rest of the card, rather predictable in the sense of who is going to be walking out as the winner, who is going to be walking out as champion. But no complaints, personally, no. from my end, because it made sense, it made sense for Seth Rollins to be the champion. He is the superstar on Raw, keeps AJ on SmackDown with the you know, with the OC, Um there was no reason for AJ to win it and have to come over well, and break, break the OC up. Well, he was on Raw. <laughs> well, no, don't it. even get me started on that. The brand was actually, over already. It's over already. Go no, on. I thought with that, if the way they could have done it to make it make sense is if AJ won it, then they say, OK, well, we need to do a trade. And you trade the OC, all four members to Raw, and you trade Judgment Day, all four members to SmackDown, and it naturally puts Rhea Ripley in the SmackDown women's title on the correct brand. So really going into it, okay, it looks pretty clear cut. But if you look at it in that angle, well, actually, it makes sense for AJ to it as well. Because you can sort out a lot of situations by doing that. They're not smart. <laughs> they just went, <laughs> yeah, we'll just give it to Seth, it's fine. And then yeah, AJ comes, not my SmackDown superstar, but I just wanted to come on Raw and just say, ah, oh, you're all right, well done on your match. Well, he, yeah, he was there on Raw as well. And he, now he I'm going to have a tag match in the main event of Raw, yeah. even though I'm on SmackDown. I hate it when they do this. I hate it when <laughs> they bring over... And we just had the brand split, like, less than a month ago, and there's already a superstar from one show appearing on the other. And the great <laughs> thing is as well, it, I mean, hopefully, and it, and it is slightly rumoured that it's only going to be as a dark match, but they put out a press release for specifically for Cody Rhodes um, with his, you know, with his broken arm. So Christ knows how he's going to do it. But basically they're saying, come and see Cody Rhodes at the following events. And he's either this Friday or next Friday, Friday night Smackdown. And he's a raw superstar. So I hope, I hope it's a, um, I hope it's a dark match because if we're already going to have wrestlers oh. jumping over shows, it's just ridiculous. Well, we'll have the bloody Raw versus SmackDown and Survivor Series again next. Means nothing. Yeah, but the reason they've done that, if you watch Raw, um, on Cody's promo on Raw, he said, I'm going to post my schedule over the next month where I am, and this is an open challenge for you to face me in a rubber match. And um, So that's why he's done it and said where he is. He's given Brock Lesnar the most opportunities to come and face him whenever he wants. So we're either going to get it in London. Well, we're probably going to get it in London, or they're going to stretch it to SummerSlam. Shouldn't be allowed. Superstar shouldn't be allowed to say, I am going to appear on the show. No, you're on this show. You're contracted to this show. Doesn't make any sense from a storyline perspective. Kayfabe. Taryn, what yes. is going on in three weeks' time on Sunday? Three weeks' time on Sunday. I don't even know what the day is. Today is it, what is it, the 1st of June? It's, it's the 1st of June today. Three weeks yeah. on Sunday. It is... AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling. The Forbidden Door Forbidden is open. Door. June. Yeah. The Forbidden Door is open. They can go between Raw and SmackDown. The Forbidden Door is open. In that case, Cody Rhodes <laughs> is going to update his schedule and say he's going to be at Forbidden Door. There you go. Door. I'm here. Lesnar versus Rhodes 3 at Forbidden Door. Never going to happen. The right. Both of them have the formerly East. competed in New Japan, so why not? The beast because in the east. They're not contracted to buy any of those companies anymore. Moving on, moving on. Um, and in fact, let, let's just go through our predictions as and as as we do it. Um, we we all we Didn't all get a full schedule we. this time, then, Taryn. Um, 
I was so close to winning it all, winning it all this time around. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fuming, but we'll we'll get on to that tin pot match in a minute. Um, we we all get a point. We all get a point for that one. Yay! And we're, we're all we're all happy with the winner as well. Yeah, decent match, decent opener. Yes. Yeah, very good. Much happy. Very good. Yeah, that's good. Lovely stuff. Okay. Second match of the night. I wish my camera for you guys, and I wish all of our listeners could see me standing up now with my arms raised in the air, as I was the only person to see this coming. And as Vince McMahon said back in SummerSlam all those years ago, for the rest of you guys, you'll never see it coming. Well, I did. As Trish Stratus defeated Becky Lynch. It happened, guys. I knew. I just knew it was going to happen. They need to have that rematch. Whether it's at Money in the Bank, whether it's at SummerSlam, it was never going to be a one and done between them. Thank you, Trish. Thank you, Trish. And thank you to Zoe herself. Well, it's not going to be at Money in the Bank because um, Becky Lynch has got a Money in the Bank qualifier match next week on Raw. And so does Zoe Stark. She won't win it. She won't win the qualifying match because Trish Stratus will cost her the match. So okay, it could Tyron. happen at Money in the Bank. What's Zoe Stark's finishing move called then? The Stark Industries 101. I don't Oh well it's been guaranteed then that she's gonna take out um take her out in the money in the bank or oh, unless Becky Lynch wins her money in the bank qualifying match and then interferes in Zoe Stark's match and costs her the match. Oh, no, they'll just it. both be in it because Trish won't wrestle in London. They'll just have their rivalry in the well, money in the bank. With match. London? Logan no, Paul's room the in the bank match. There. They'll, yeah, they'll continue their feud in the match, the Money in the Bank How match. How about you having Trish versus Becky for the women's title at SummerSlam? You know, we've got a, a routine of the women's title. Being no, I don't say that. I don't think Yeah, but the works. past three years in a row, the women's title's been cashed in on at Money in the Bank. So there's a high likelihood in London that there's going to be a cash-in. Money in the, women's Money in the Bank's going to be the first one. There's going to be a cash-in midway through the show. What if Becky Lynch wins it? What if she cashes in? And what if we what? get Trish versus Becky for the women's title? But stuff? what if Zoe wins it and gives it to Trish Never to gonna cash happen. in? Never going to happen. Gives it, just hands it over to Trish to cash in. Like Dream Salesworth. Yeah, well, why not? Just Bring hand back, it over. Bring win it all. Christ. Right, well, what I will say is, not the best match due to Trish's limited capabilities, especially Thank since you, she's getting on a bit. However, I thought it was better than it had any right to be after seeing how Trish did at Mania. Thank you, that one. Thank you, Trish. Are you guys surprised then, or does it make sense as to why I picked her as the winner and it happened? So I was no. a bit distracted during this match. Um, I was talking to somebody... Um, in the hotel while the match was on. I was being very polite, having a chat, and Joe had to catch me up on what happened afterwards. But no, when Joe told me, I thought, no, that's a really good uh, really good sport. It gives a really good heat to Zoe Stark and makes some relevance. So I think it's win-wins all around. I'm happy to get that one wrong. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sure at that point, Joe, you said, well, thinking about it now and listening to last week's episode, Taron made complete sense, complete and utter sense, and that's why it was the right decision. Yeah, um, yeah, when Becky yeah. first... When, I agree with him, Joe. When Becky Lynch and Trish started fighting, like, Becky Lynch got loads of offensive and, like, was basically, like, kicking her ass. And I think Dad said to me, he's like, 
Becky's getting too much offense in. She's not going to win. And I was like, okay. That last bit, we think they're saying. Listen to me. And then, and then obviously, so we start coming underneath the ring. That's, that's sore again. And she had like was, the knee to the face thing. And then, and obviously, she went back under the ring. And then she's now like Trisha's new sidekick. Well, are we happy with this pairing? Does it make any sense? Yeah, it makes plenty of sense. Yeah, you're putting over a new talent. I think Trish is there to raise so we stuck, you know, so we stuck his new if you've never watched NXT before, obviously she's been called up. I think Trish is the established legend, Hall of Famer, and she's she's there to make so we stuck. But I think I've got a feeling of like it's gonna be like a Mickey James type of thing where so we stuck ultimately turns on her. Thank you, Trish. Thank you, Trish. Thank you, Trish. Exactly. Right. Go moving on to the first of two what I thought were crazy predictions by Digital Spy. Um, but they got one right, but they were way off the mark on this one. Gunther defending the Intercontinental Championship against Mustafa Ali, and of course Gunther. Retained. Digital Spy said this would be a title change, and Mustafa Ali was walking out with the title. Crazy, crazy the journalism. Hero. The homegrown hero. He's not from Saudi from Chicago, Arabia. Illinois. <laughs> um, decent match, though, and I think went the way that we expected it to, where they tried to make Ali look as strong as possible. Got a bit of offense. Didn't look stupid. Um, has since appeared on NXT spoilers alert as well, along with Baron so Corbin. He's gone back to NXT. He's gone back to NXT along with Baron Corbin. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we all expected this to be a, a decent match. Two very good technical wrestlers. Yeah, well, technical versus high flying, but it, yeah, it was a good match. Um, it was basically the Mansoor spot where Mansoor used to go over get the pop, and it had a lot of people believing. Is that title going to change hands? Are we going to see? Something happened, but Ali's had a little bit of a character change since then. He stopped doing this positive Ali stuff, and he's basically he went over to NXT and he said, "I'm hungry for titles. I want that North American Championship. I can beat Wesley." And he's he's hunting for gold. So if, if anything, it's worked out in Ali's favour. Overall, decent match. It was a technical specialist versus a high flying phenomenon. Exactly what we wanted. Crowd were happy. Minimal botches. Again, it's one of those matches when you write down every single match that's happened this year. It's going to be one of those ones that's in the top 10, top 25 matches of the year. Love it. I mean, I, I, I can't argue with that. And again, right decision. Yeah. yeah. To retain. I, I don't think it would have made any sense, really, would it? For... Well, Gunther's going to have to drop it eventually because they're penciling in Gunther versus Cody Rhodes for Mania 40. Um, so you'd assume that's not going to be for the Intercontinental title. Cody's not going to all of a sudden say that he needs to finish his story getting the IC title because he's won it before. Um, so he's going to have to eventually drop that title. Maybe it could be Sheamus. Maybe well, Sheamus is on a different brand now. But I think when Gunther loses that belt, it's going to be Gunther's going to start doing like open challenges, and it's going to be somebody with a cheeky roll-up. Um, it's coming. I think it's very warm. It could happen in London. But um, yeah, very good match, and it did have the fans believing that title was going to change hands. It wasn't, I don't think it was, I agree with you in the fact that, of course, he has to drop it eventually. I'm not necessarily convinced that it will be Gunther versus Cody at Mania. I'm still going with Reigns versus Cody in a rematch. And, but anyway, that, that's by the by. Um, he still has to drop the title eventually, but I'm not saying it was too soon because he's the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion for a long time. But I don't necessarily think, Joe, that 
Ali was the, is the right person to take the title off him. No, um, again, it's because Ali has got like the connection with the Saudi fans. Obviously, he's been over there before. He's he's got he's got the name of Staffer Ali. Obviously, you know Saudi Arabia is a Muslim country. He's a Muslim himself. He's just got connection with that country. I think it could have been Mustaf, um Mansoir, Mansoir, but um, Man- obviously Man- the gimmick he, the the gimmick he's doing now is like a, a model gimmick, and I don't know with um, how can I say with with Saudi Arabia's reputation, I don't know if that would go over very well over there. So I think it was between him or Mansoir, and obviously Mansoir's doing the, the fashion thing. Yeah, I know their fashion. Listen. They've got their shopping malls, Joe. Very well known for their shopping. I'm, I'm trying to be very politically correct here. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, let, 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 let's move on before we go. To the match, the match Ooh. where no one, and I mean no one, saw it. You'll never see it coming, which actually now it probably did make sense and it was time for it to drop it, where Asuka defeated Bianca Bella, and none of us got that right, so none of us get a point. Joe's dancing. Um, <laughs> I mean, he didn't pick though, did he? So he might be dancing, oh. but he didn't pick her. He look at that. The one time he didn't. Face, yeah, one yeah time you... she lost it. Yeah, I'm so glad that Bianca Belair's fine. You know, this this was the one time I'm actually happy to be wrong about a prediction. Like I've been saying for months, Bianca Belair lose the title, and finally she has. You know, WWE listens to the crowd in. Puerto Rico, Bianca Belair start to turn the fans now into Buadair. She's had it for long enough, the title. Um, it, she needs like a refresh. She needs a, a change of character or, or something. And I think Asuka's the perfect person to do that. This surely, surely means that Bianca Belair's got... To, I'm not saying she's getting stale, but I think I'm just a bit like, meh, of her now. This has got to yeah. lead to some sort of heel turn now, surely. Or leads her to win a cash and money in the bank. Oh, I don't know. But at the end of the day, with this match, nobody was ready for Asuka. Nobody saw <laughs> it coming. You'll see. You'll never see it coming. Exactly. What we didn't see coming, me and Jamie, is this match. Because we're going to have to admit to Jamie, we did <laughs> not watch this match. Because we realised at this particular time, what um it was just getting to the penalty shootout after extra time in the championship playoff final match so we switched over to watch that we watched oh. the entire um penalty shootout we did um saw Luton Town gain promotion to the Premier League and we switched it over and Asuka was on the top row with the title in her hand and we went hey what what so uh, yeah <laughs> so um it, it came to a shock more than that because I didn't didn't expect it to be holding up itself, but unfortunately... We just expected Bianca to win it all, and there's no point we watching did. it. It's just like, yeah, it's fine. Let's watch this, because this is more entertaining anyway. It would be nice to see either Coventry <laughs> or Luton in the Premier League. And we turn it in, and it's just Asuka with a bloody missile all over her face going... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, was, was it a decent match, folks? Because as I said, well, we, re- we really can't comment on this one. She, she um, went to Mister. But yeah. probably blocked it. So she basically like dipped her put fingers it in her hand. She dipped her fingers in it. And then when she was up for the KOD, she scratched her eyes with the mist. And then you just had a shot of Belair going, eh, my eyes. Um, and then she just hit there and, and beat her. And 
It was a good finish, actually. It was very clever how they did it. Joe was very, very happy with the ending of this. Yes, I was. Lead us into the third and final women's match of the night, then, Joe, where Rhea Ripley defeated Natalia to retain her SmackDown women's title in one minute and ten seconds. Oh, no, I tell a lie. I tell a lie. Did we not? Oh, no, we did switch over and saw Asuka holding the title. However, we then quickly switched back over, did we not, Jamie, to see Luton Town celebrating and a couple of interviews, and then we switched over, and this match <laughs> was over. <laughs> we didn't even know where it started, and it was over. One minute and ten, Joe, this match lasted. Match of I mean, the year? Um, absolutely not. I mean, poor Natalia, you know, I understand Rhea Ripley's a dominant champion and she needs to put over, but you could have given it, I don't know, maybe like a minute or two longer, but I suppose it's meant, I spent Rhea Ripley's reputation as being a dominant champion. She could be anywhere. And obviously Natalia is, you know, a legend at this point. She's a very well-respected wrestler. Everyone knows about her and her family, what she could do. So the fact that she could beat Natalia so quickly just shows how dominant Rhea is. But yeah, it was like blinking you missing. Like you could barely make a cup of tea in the time it, it, the match was on. So I think, I mean, right, right, right guys, nobody surely expected Natalia to, to pick up the win on this one. No, <laughs> and to be fair, it's not a champions. We need titles to be defended. But I think it was the right call. Rhea looks strong. Uh, absolutely dominating. You know, they had the match on Raw this week where they were like, oh, we don't know which what two members of the four people in Judgment Day are going to be facing their opponents. So basically, like, even talking, like, Rio is going to start wrestling the men as well. She's literally a juggernaut. She's scaring people. She's absolutely crushing it right now. Is one of the top heels in the business. I think it's the best decision. What gets me, though, is Natalia's now got a Money in the Bank qualifier match next week. Surely yeah, that's that, your she reward. Go, yeah. Chuck it, chuck it to AEW in the mind leagues where she belongs. <laughs> Moving on to the second of three, what will be three matches between Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Now, we had some comments last week, did we not, Jimmy, about how silly this was leading up in respect to Cody Rhodes and his broken arm. Now, we said, and I'd like to take your guys, Joe and Tana's view on it before we actually talk about the match itself. Now, of course, it made complete sense in respect of Cody Rhodes having the broken arm. So he was at a major disadvantage, and that was a way for Lesnar to go over without Cody Rhodes looking specifically weak because he was already weak enough. However, we've got the fact that Cody Rhodes has a broken arm, was not stopped from wrestling. All he needed to say was to Triple H was, I am still wrestling, you can't stop. And he went, I'll go on then. Whereas in previous storylines, we've seen them go, no, you are injured, you're off. You're on the shelf, you are not wrestling. And also to the fact that he's had this match against Lesnar and he's going to carry on appearing, potentially carry on wrestling. A broken arm and a serious broken arm, specifically when he's, now re-damaged it in a match with Lesnar, mm. is weeks and weeks and weeks of recovery and healing. Very much like we alluded to last week where we said that Rey Mysterio lost his eye and wow. then came back, and here yeah. it is. I so, think you're looking well, at it in a different angle, Taryn. Um, well, I, I am. ask you a historical wrestling question. Uh, Cowboy Bob Orton, 
What was he? What was his most famous gimmick? What, what did he used to wear that was a very famous gimmick? He used gimmick? to have a cast on his elbow. You're not telling me Cody Rhodes is now for the rest of his career going to wear a cast on his arm. Well, it, wrestlers have famously wrestled with face masks with broken noses, casts on their arm where they've got a broken arm. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I tell you what, if I had a broken arm and somebody told me to go and wrestle, I'd be like, I am sorry, I am not clear. But he's, come on, his gimmick, he's clearly not got a broken arm. I know they're saying he does and they're trying to stretch the story. But Cowboy Bob Orton very famously had a broken arm for quite a long period of time and used that cast as a weapon to help win matches. And in this match... Cody Rhodes used that cast as a weapon to try and help win in this match. He's got titanium in it, Taran. Yeah, got the titanium in there. <laughs> um, it played well into the story. Yes, okay. In the way you look at it, you go, well, really, he shouldn't be fighting. But people wanted to watch that match, see if he could overcome it. But ultimately, it's now leading to a rubber match, potentially, at Money in the Bank, which I'm happy with. But I wouldn't look at it as the same way as the Rey Mysterio loser and I. I look at it more likely like the Cowboy Bob Orton that actually can use that cast for his advantage. And you can still technically do a wrestling match with a broken arm. Cowboy Bob Orton yeah. shown it. I called the finish, though. Like In the predictions, I said Cody Rhodes would would be able to continue with like they, they would call a disqualification when he passed out. And what happened? He passed out. Well, you said so it would be DQ. You didn't say pass well, out. Well, I, I said it'd be a, it would be like a clean finish. So um, I think, obviously, Brock Lesnar is a beast. He's not going to be beaten easily. And obviously, Cody Rhodes is so over, it's going to weaken him to be beaten easily. So I think having him pass out and not tap out is actually the best of a bad situation for both of them. It makes Brock look strong. He made Cody pass out. But it also makes Cody look strong. Look, I never tapped out. I want a rematch whenever you want one. Yeah. Never give up. Like his childhood hero John Cena said. What do we think on the on the ending then? Because we've of course the, the most famous pass out of all time and not you know, not tapping out is of course Stone Cold uh, Mania. Um they they seem to do it every now and again, don't they? And I'm not I'm not necessarily saying it's overplayed, but I don't know whether I liked the idea, the fact that Cody didn't give up and passed out from the pain. I, I, I think I would have preferred him to tap out because he's not, that's not going to harm him. That's not going to damage him like it would do a John Cena. And how could you continue the story, though? In the theory you're going, if he tapped out, how could you continue this now to uh, the show in London? How would you stretch that? Oh, I'm just saying I've still got a broken we, arm. Because it's still one, it's still one. How can you give over the fact that Lesnar was pinned and pinned cleanly? Yes, it was a roll-up, but his shoulders were both on the mat. He lost fair and square. He got pinned by Cody Rhodes. I think it takes some juice out of it. If if he tapped out, it takes some juice out of it. He passed out. Technically, the only time Cody's been beaten since he's returned is at uh, WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. He technically hasn't been beaten. So, you know, in the long... You look at the, the wins and losses column, okay... Brock walked out, but it's because he passed out. He's a strong man, and it means okay. I'm good. My broken arm's miraculously going to be healed in four weeks' time. We'll do it all again. And he'll miraculously be able to hit 17 crossroads and pin him. Then does the rubber match that we assume will be at SummerSlam? Does that need a gimmick because we basically had two singles matches, or can we get away with just a, a standard match again? I could see it being a cage match or even a submission match. 
um, or a last man standing match. Those sort of ones, you know, I got to my... Could I, it I be a submission match, match, though? Because somebody's got to tap out because they're, they're not going to do... I know they don't have to tap out. They can pass out, but they're not going to do that again because they've just done it. So I'd see it more be less man going to tap out. Yeah. Oh, but even cage would work. You know, if you say cage in London, that would work really well. I like the idea of a cage because whilst I, whilst I like the idea of a last man standing match... The la- I'm not saying it was the last last man standing match because there might have been one since, but the last one I can remember that was very predominant was the Reigns Lesnar last man standing match, which he lost, but he lost in exceptional circumstances to do with the ring and all that type of business. You'd have to do something like that again or top it again, and I think it's probably a bit too soon. So I like the idea of a cage because Cody can escape a cage without Lesnar taking another pinfall or a submission. You, you've only lost because somebody else has escaped the cage, unless, of course, they do that stupid rule where it's pin or submission only. But but that would make sense to me where, yeah. yes, he's lost because somebody has escaped cage. You weren't pinned or submitted. Makes sense. I mean, they don't really do him anymore in WWE. Uh, I think AEW kind of have done quite a few over the last few years. But I'll tell you what I would like to see, especially if it would be in London as well, because if you go past like the, the history and stuff, I would like a dog collar match between Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. I think that would be very good. But obviously that's never going to happen. It's too brutal for WWE now. And Cody has already had one in AEW as well. Yeah, that's, and it's that, not that's very good. PC, is it? Like it, it's I mean, you know, yeah. PG even. They're not going to be able to get away with that. Between them. The way like, WWE works is WWE like to sell toy sets, don't they? You can't really sell a dog collar toy set, but you can sell a could. tie it between them, a little bit of rope. You can make it at home. Oh, yeah, and then all of a sudden, no, and you could see the lawsuits. It's not going to happen with WWE. They're too family-friendly. Yeah. Main event, then. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they did it. They defeated the bloodline. So, technically, yes, he wasn't pinned or submitted, but Roman Reigns lost. His team lost. Um, mm. Solo took the pin. But it's all about the ending is it not done it's all about that super kick of dreams to the face not once but twice well it's always about the theater you know they came down they were trying to help them you know you look at the usos they're trying to help roman and, and solo win their tag titles um solo got in the way and took a kick he, he basically said oh that was my bad and roman assaulted jimmy and assaulted jay he's pieing him in the face he was technically assaulting him he was hitting him first and jimmy went no i i was the one to finish it I'm kicking him in the face. We're not taking that. We're not being abused. You know, they've been, Jay's been being gaslit for years. Um, and now they've finally gone, no, we don't deserve that. We're we're equals. We're not lower than you. There's rumours now Rikishi might be coming back to be in their corner and all sorts. We do. We thought the storyline was over. At WrestleMania was going to be over then. But it's continuing. You know, it could easily continue now until WrestleMania. Um, many different avenues. Jimmy versus Roman. At Money in the Bank is an easy segue as well. Um, we were shocked and we were really surprised at what happened, but happy with how it happened. So, which one kicked him in the face? You know, I always ask this Jimmy. between these two. So, Jimmy kicked him in the face, but isn't Jimmy the one that's been more on Reigns' side? Is it? Wasn't it Jay originally about a year ago? Jay's the right hand man, and then Jimmy came back from injury. And when Jimmy came back from injury, he used to wear t shirts say, I'm nobody's biatch. Um, but so then eventually went, yeah, I acknowledge you. Um, and that's because obviously they were the tag belts and they were riding on a high, but they're not going to get those tag belts now. And when we've seen on Raw now, the tag divisions 
opened up. Imperium are going for the belt. Street Profits are going for the belt. Everybody wants those tag titles now. So it's moved on now. Right. Give us a letter grade, Jamie, on the entire event. C. C. Oh, interesting. Joe? I agree. Like, as you said last week, like the Saudi events when they first started were a bit bit of a joke, a bit of a house show, but the past couple of years they've actually been really good. So yeah, I I agree with Jamie C. Very good. Yeah, Dan, you agree, C, or you going higher no, or lower? I'd say a little bit higher, B B minus. I wouldn't say it was as good as NXT Battleground, but B minus because we did have one of the classics, a five star match, or should be at least up there, between uh, AJ and Seth Rollins. We had really good storytelling in the main event. Uh, a really shocking title change that a lot of people weren't expecting. As the show would go, there was a lot of ups, a lot of downs. I'd give it a B minus. I think it was quite good. Oh, I'll, uh, in that case, then I'll go in the middle of you all. I'll go C plus. It was a, like I said last week, I was looking forward to it. Um, I don't know if I'm slightly, I think I came away from watching it and thought oh, it wasn't way. quite as good as I thought it might have been when I thought, oh, the card looks all right. But that was maybe because I effectively skipped a match in the Bianca match. Well, and two in respect of the other women's match because it was over before we even knew it had started. But what I, we did see, um, you know, I was happy with. So, yeah, C, C plus I'd go with. And, I mean, in respect of our predictions, we were all wrong on Bianca Belair retaining I was the only one right on Trish beating Becky, and then we were all right on everything else. So it was very, very close. Um, in regards to how the prediction table is looking, however, um, I mean, I'm, I'm still running away with it. What can I say? It's to be expected. It's to be expected. Yeah, not in the quiz league, though, are you? Uh, well, well, we'll get on to that. We'll get on to that. But I, I sit pretty at the top with 31 points. Jamie is next on 26. <sighs> Joe and Dan are both tied on 24. So there's still all to play for about halfway through the year um, as we're now into June. But yeah, I mean, will anyone catch me up? It's very doubtful. That crown is coming over to me. It, it's, it, it's almost guaranteed. It's almost guaranteed. But yeah. A bit like Arsenal in the Premier League. No comment. No, no, He's no gonna comment. choke in the it I am not going to do a Liverpool and I am not going to let this slip, as Gerard would have said. Right, Jamie then, as the uh, only person who no doubt watched the entirety of Double or Nothing, and what I will say is, whilst I didn't stay up to watch it, I did turn it on, I did watch it Monday morning, but I didn't watch it all because I thought, oh, everybody's still asleep. The baby's still asleep. It was about six o'clock in the morning when I woke up. I'll put it on. I watched the opening battle royal to start with, and then the baby woke up, and I wasn't able to watch anything else. So, yes, The battle royale was really, really good. The battle royale was absolute terrible in respect of the results. So, we might as well kick off with that. We said last week. It was going to be some. It was going to change hands, but... Well, we said that last week, didn't we? We said now is the time for him to drop it and it would make sense for him to drop it because he's not necessarily going to look weak because he's facing 20-odd other people or however many, you know, it it was. So it's a good way to get the title off him, 
without him looking too weak and we can get the new champion. And I think I said somebody like Powerhouse Hobbs. I can't remember who you said um, specifically. But, I mean, he did it. He, he outlasted everyone and he's still the champion. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It was a great. Uh, the way the way they did it as well um, was really good. And obviously they set it up. They've announced for Dynamite next week. It is going to be whose house, Swerve's house versus Cassidy next week. For his 24th defence of the title. Oh, He's catching Lord. Roman up already. Um, <laughs> and basically, yeah, um, it's Orange Cassidy with Swerve. But they've mentioned, obviously, uh, during the media scrum um, about London, who Orange Cassidy wants to face Zack Sabre Jr. So he might even have the title up until then. Who knows? He doesn't need a title. He might lose it before then. Um, but yeah. I know, was it Zack Sabre Jr. for Forbidden Door? It was either that or London, I can't remember which one he said, but Zack Sabre Jr. is on the cards for him next after Swerve. So we'll see what happens, but I'm happy with the result. I like Orange Cassidy, so I don't mind. I tell a lie. I watched, I've remembered, I watched two matches because I did watch the second match <laughs> as well. I did see Adam Cole defeat Jericho as well yeah. in the unsanctioned match. The did that need to be an unsanctioned match? Nothing. I know at the beginning, right at the beginning, you had the table spot with Sabu, which didn't look great. But let's be honest, he's getting on a bit now, Sabu. He just fell. He just fell. Yeah, he did, road, he just he? fell, didn't he? Um, but then there was nothing really unsanctioned about the rest of the match, was there? No, I mean, obviously, besides the Britt Baker moment coming in with a yeah. kendo stick and beating up Chris Jericho and giving Which him can that. happen in any match, even in a, in a normal yeah. match that has disqualification. If there's a referee spot and he's down, somebody can do that. So, think... you think on San... I know there was the main event which needed to have all the who's and ours about, and that's probably why, yeah. but it didn't need to be an unsanctioned... An unsanctioned match needs to go all out, no pun intended... Um, you know, and beat each other up and specifically beat somebody up into a pulp because you can do that because this isn't sanctioned by the company. So do what you want and effectively the last man standing wins. It was nothing like that. Well, like I said, it was a whole rivalry thing, isn't it? That's the only reason they did it was unsanctioned because these two hate each other just going to beat the hell out of each other. And it just felt like a bit of a sour taste towards the end, obviously. I didn't agree with the way it finished, but, you know, there you go. Um, obviously Adam Cole was going to win but to like Adam Cole's supposed to be the baby face it makes sense if the heel was winning that way but for him just to basically just keep punching him and the ref stopping it just wasn't a great finish in my eyes but yeah I think maybe that's just the only way they did it but yeah it was an okay match uh, it should have been better but there you go we'll pick out a couple of other matches specifically how was the ladder match? Wardlow defeating Critic H. Did that dinosaur get involved? And how was it? Well, as did an you not see what happened with that dinosaur? I haven't, I haven't watched it, as I say. No, so Does how Danny was it? I don't know what happened to that dinosaur. Oh, and Anderson bit his fucking thumb. <laughs> blood all <laughs> dripping down his face. Then uh, the Luchasaurus is there holding his thumb and there's blood all over it. Oh, no, it must have been a blood pack, surely. Yeah, most likely. Uh, but yeah, like he proper bit his thumb and then uh, How was it as a ladder did a swanton bomb off the uh, the ladders through two tables on Luchasaurus. It was it was it was a ladder match. It was it was good considering Wardlow is a bigger guy. He took big bumps. He he did all right. So it 
wasn't the best ladder match I've ever seen, but you know, it was good for what it was. And obviously it's continuing the storyline. He's now issued the open challenge to Luchasaurus. So we'll see when that happens. Fair enough. What about the uh, devastate? I think we're all devastated that there hasn't been more devastation since WrestleMania 30. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the, the streak is over. So of course, this is Dan's uh, favorite moment of the whole card, right here. Well, of obviously, a tire Valkyrie, obviously, yeah. uh, putting a good fight against Jade Cargill. And then Mark Sterling came into the ring and was basically like, yeah, she is the best. She is 60-0. She is the best. And she will fight anyone, anywhere, anytime, any place. And then she returned. That alien. That alien. The yeah. UFO landed. She got out. Lights flashing. I mean, she isn't an alien anymore, is she? She realised that she was human eventually, did she not? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chris Statlander came back and won the title on a return and she defended it successfully on Dynamite as well against Nyla Rose. So Fantastic. there you go. How did the, I nearly said main event then, it isn't the main event, it should have been since it's the world title, but the world wow. title match, the, um, oh, no. the, the four-way match. This is a good argument because well, you just mentioned um, the the world titles obviously opening up. Um, see, some people had a, yeah. a go saying... Why wasn't it the main event, even though like Night of Champions didn't have the world title as the main event? But the biggest storyline in AEW at the moment is the Elite versus Blackpool Combat Club, so it makes sense to go on last. But obviously, when I was watching the media scrum as well, we've had four double or nothings, and three of them have been Stadium Stampede or Anarchy in the Arena as the main event. So that's just the that's what double or nothing do. They are the main event, so it's fine. Uh, but no, the, the main event, best four-way I've ever watched. It's a fact. It's what, incredible. What? Hang on, it's best, let's it's rewind. Best four-way match. No. Ever. No chance. Name a better four-way and don't say it. in every corner. corner. <laughs> That's terrible. That was terrible. Honestly, it is. And wait until Meltzer's ratings comes out, because I'll tell you now, it's one of the best four-way matches ever. I do feel like I'm going to have to go back and watch. Um, you haven't watched let, it? Let, let's call it, no, no, go back and watch. The, the, let's call it the double main event since there was the triple They did call it a double main, main event. event. They, they did say really? a double main event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did that because of the triple <laughs> main event of um, Night Champions yeah. where one of them opened the event. Um, but yeah, no, I do feel like I need to go back and watch that and the the main event, the Anarchy in the Arena match. That sounds to me like it was a Again, big cluster of no. madness crap, no. surely. Bet you that gets five stars, maybe four and a half. What? It, again, you're probably just reading people that hate AEW, yeah, yeah, but when, but when, it was incredible. It was I think, great. I think they need to do a... There needs to be some sort of like separate starring scoring. If we're going to give matches like... And, and I'm, not, I'm not knocking it because I haven't seen it, but I know that it will have been all over the place, surely weapons probably some quite surreal moments because they do in these circumstances whatever so i think if you're scoring and like i said i'm not knocking aw and i'm not knocking this match because i haven't seen it but going off on the fact that if we call and get a five-star match surely it's got to be a five-star match from an entertaining standpoint not a five-star match from a wrestling standpoint so there has to there has to be a line drawn to say a five-star match is something like i don't know Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania, or or a Bret Hart Did that versus. Did get five stars? No, no, I'm I'm saying I'm just trying to use an example of a very good wrestling Again, match. 
you're talking about pro wrestling of what it is and sports entertainment yes, as yeah. it's class now. You don't just class wrestling anymore. It's your storylines. Oh. It's crowd reaction. Everything counts into one. If you want to talk about best wrestlers, what, there was eight people in that match, you'd argue yeah. half of them are classed as some of the greatest wrestlers in the world right now. You're Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, three of the greatest at this moment in time. And then you've got the Young Bucks, arguably the greatest tag team in their eyes. Um, so the ma- the match, it had the great storyline between them all. I think only one of them left the arena. All of the rest of it was around the ring area or in the crowd. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli and Nick Jackson went backstage and he got pile driving on a car. Um, everything else is in the ring. You had the, they had the whole shoe bit where obviously the flaming super kick that exploded in his face. You had thumbtacks where he took out his bare foot and put him into thumbtacks foot first. It was brutal. It did stuff that the other matches haven't done. The storytelling between it all carried it on and it's continued the storyline now with Don Callis. And Don Callis on AEW Dynamite as well on Wednesday is probably the most nuclear heat in wrestling at this moment in time. Like he could not get a word in anywhere. They were literally just booing the shit out of him because of who he is. And yeah, but going back to the, the co-main event of the that match as well, you had all of the four superstars having their moments. There was great storytelling throughout all of that. Obviously, he continued with the headlock takeover to finish the match as well. And you had all of them as well using their mentors' finishes. So, like, MJF did the crossroads. You had Darby Allen doing the Scorpion Deathlock. The Scorpion, what's it called? Death Valley Driver, it's called. I can't remember what it's called now. Basically that. Uh, Scorpion Death Drop. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you had all of that as well. Um, oh, the coffee. Sammy Guevara using... No, Sammy Guevara doing the Walls of Jericho. No, they did their mentor, so he did Sting's ah, finisher. fair enough. Yep. MJF did Cody Rhodes' finisher. Darby Allen did Sting's. Sammy Guevara did Jericho's. So they all had that moment in there as well. Like I said, everybody looks great. Who did and Jungle Boy do? Uh, Jungle Boy didn't really do any uh, one. Because I mean, again, he would have possibly done Christian, but obviously he's kind of still hates Christian, doesn't he? So he didn't actually do that. But you had the flashback because obviously it's the four pillars and they, they started it all um and mjf as well he did a fucking power bomb off the top rope which was disgusting and obviously damaged his arm but um yeah it was incredible like watch it because you'll agree it's an incredible four-way match and anakin arena is what it is whether you'd like that match or not it had great moments and great storytelling and gruesome moments which people love like getting your bare foot in thumbtacks so Gunther versus Dragunov is a five, six, seven yeah. star match. Mm-hmm. How can we compare the two? A parking lot brawl match in AEW's five. Parking star. lot brawl, yeah, yeah, but says the tag team match between uh, who was ago. it? Who was it between? It was the Young Bucks versus uh, no, it was, it was Best Friends versus someone. They got got five star match a parking lot brawl match. It does, again, it's not Matt wrestling anymore, is it? It's the storytelling. It's the actual match. It's the it's the narrative throughout wrestling. That's what we want anymore. We don't just want yeah. two people in the ring doing. That's that's annoys me. The Meltzer ratings annoy me. Like obviously, you know, he's been commentating on wrestling for a long time, and his his opinion does have some sway. But you know, it's just his opinion. You don't have to mm-hmm. agree with it. It's just what he said. He thinks is good. Like. 
he's not the god of professional wrestling and what he says go like you can watch another match and and disagree with him he's not you know people put him on so much of a pedestal I I don't think it's warranted I think that's a very fair comment everything is subjective yeah and this is why Dan and Joe said NXT was the best show of the weekend without watching Double or Nothing just saying but there you go I read the results and I fell asleep (laughs) I'll be reading them We love it. Give us a letter grading then, or a star rating if you want to, Jamie, for the event. I'll, I'll give this one a solid B. It wasn't the best event that they've done, but um, like I said, it was fully entertaining. Um, very much enjoyed it all from start to finish. And like I said, those two, I say that is arguably the greatest four-way match in the history of professional wrestling. Probably need to go. And maybe one time. better. Let, let's see what the internet says. The best ever. Fatal. I bet you it'll come up. I bet you it'll come up now, like first thing. It depends how low of the, the four pillars match. Well, it'll be your first result. I bet you. Right, no, no. There's no articles that are near close. <laughs> um, the, the, there's, there's like articles here from 2001, 2002. Um, yeah, the, there's a, there's a there's a Reddit page from. September 2021, and they said... Uh, Literally, you type in best four-way match, the first thing that comes up, according to cagematch.net, the match from Double or Nothing is currently rated the best four-way match of all time, according to users. I mean, can we argue with it? Then no. But is it better than the entire WWE fatal four-way pay-per-view from 2010? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm what just... was the four-way then? It was... Uh, Sheamus versus Cena versus Edge versus Orton. Forgettable. Apparently, Forgettable. Well, apparently the best the best fatal four way match in WWE, according to the Sportster, is John Cena versus Edge versus Randy Orton versus Shawn Michaels at Backlash 2007. That was a really good match. There you go. Another website <laughs> has got um, what's this one? Jim, what? Oh, a fatal four way tables and ladders chair match for the tag team titles. Jericho Benoit versus Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys. Just throwing Jericho and Benoit in there, 2000. Well, why not? So I think, no. regardless of opinions. Watch the two main events, Taryn. If you're watching anything, I will just watch them. Regardless of opinions, I think what we can all agree on is that there was something for everyone, whether you're a WWE, WWE NXT fan, AEW fan, or a fan of some or all of it, there was something for everyone. And everybody, in some form or fashion, was highly sports entertained. We can all agree on that, can we not? Yes, we can. I was highly professional wrestled. Fantastic. Uh, apart <laughs> from the main event of AW, which was not professional wrestled. Anyway, we're getting on to it. Anyway, shall we quiz it? I've got a quality yes. quiz for you all. It's not that quality, but we'll see. It's not from the anyway, Beano again. Ten questions. It's not from the Beano. It's 10 questions. There is a tiebreaker if required. Oh, now, of course, we didn't do a quiz last week. Um, because it was How's the only connect coming along, by the way? I've done it. I've done it all online. You uh, twisted we'll get flags, on there. please. A twisted flags. Yeah, the, the water wall, please. Um, quick reminder of the quiz leaderboard. Danny's on six. Jamie's on four. I'm on three. Joe, just on one. Bit of catching up. Joe, can you do it this week? With... Joe. If you do the only connect, I'll give you five points. 
<laughs> Can you do it this week? Who will win with the Night of Champions double or nothing quiz? So it's the double or night of champions of nothing quiz. Here we go. A history of both pay-per-view premium line events. The no, first half of the quiz is give me the year of these Night of Champions main events. And the second okay. half of the quiz is just some general double or nothing AEW questions. Okay. Fair enough. Question one. What Night of Champions of the Year, please, which Night of Champions had the main event of HHH, that's Triple H versus John Cena? Give me the year. Triple H versus John Cena. Question two, which year had the main event of CM Punk versus Jeff Hardy? Easy. Question three, which Night of Champions had the main event of CM Punk versus Triple H, HHH? Question four. AJ Styles versus Jinder Mahal. Which year of Night of Champions? And Roman Reigns, question five. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso, or as my predictive text has written it, Hey Uso. Hey Uso. Which year of Hey Uso versus Reigns, Roman's Reigns at Night of Champions? We all good after five questions? Oh, yes. Time for your double or nothing. Question six. At the first ever double or nothing in 2019, there was a casino battle royal to name the first of two number one contenders for the world title. Who was the joker in the casino battle royal who went on to win the match and become the number one contender? Just Jamie there googling away, no doubt. Of course. Question seven. At the same event, double or nothing 2019, who lost to Chris Jericho in the main event, therefore allowing Jericho to become the other number one contender for the inaugural AEW World Championship? So who lost to Chris Jericho in the same event? which was the main event. Question eight. Double or nothing 2020. The Elite defeated the Inner Circle in the main event in what type of match? What was the pay-per-view? The 2020 double or nothing. These are all double or nothing questions. Question nine, the inner circle faced who in the main event of Double or Nothing 2021? Are you sorry? The inner circle faced who in the main event of Double or Nothing 2021? Yeah, cool. 
And question 10, at double or nothing 2022, Adam Page defeated Samoa Joe to win what? Adam Page defeated Samoa Joe. That's Samoan Joe, Joe from Samoa, to win what? At double or nothing 2022. There is a tie-break question, if required. But we'll go from the top, then. So, Night of Champions questions. Triple H versus John Cena. Which year, Joe? 2010. Uh, Dan? 2006. Uh, Jamie? 2008. I'm gonna. I need to check this because I've written the answer down, and now it doesn't look right. Now I'm thinking, what? I <laughs> got. Let me just double check. Da, 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 da. Right. It was. Oh, I'm gone. I'll tell you now. You wouldn't get this off the Beano. It, I think my, again, my, no, it's my predictive text. It's got right. Here we go. The answer was 2008. <laughs> so, whoever said that, the answer was 2008. There we go. Question two CM Punk versus Jeff Hardy. Dan 2009. Joe 2006. Jamie. 2009. 2009. CM Punk versus Triple H, Jamie. 2010. Uh, Joe? 2018. Joe. Same 2020. Yeah, Jamie, 2020. 2021. No, I'm joking. 2020. <laughs> there you go. Right then, Jamie. At Double or Nothing 2019, there was a casino bottle royal. Who was the Joker who won the match? Hangman Adam Page. Oh, Dan. Yep, Hangman Page. Oh, Joe. Same Hangman Page. Correct. Joe, who at the same event lost to Chris Jericho in the main event? Kenny Omega. Jamie. Kenneth Omega. Dan. Kenny Omega. Correct. They both face each other there for Jericho versus Page to become the first ever A-E-R champion. <laughs> the Elite defeated the Inner Circle in the main event of 
double or nothing 2020 in what type of match, Dan? Stadium Stampede. Joe? Um, I put House Hardy match. And Jamie? Stadium Stampede. Stadium Stampede was the correct answer. I said it before. I gave it away when I said before the main event of the last (laughs) (laughs) three of the last four have been Anarchy in the Arena and Stadium Stampede. Joe, who did the inner circle face in the main event of Double or Nothing 2021? Which, as a spoiler, if anyone who hasn't seen it, which was years ago, so, you know, whatever, that was also a stadium stampede match. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess, about the pinnacle. Jamie. The pinnacle. Well done, Dan. Joe. I like the pinnacle as well. <laughs> it was the pinnacle, well done. I guess. I... MJF team. Yeah, and Dan. Who Adam Page defeated Samoa Joe at Double or Nothing 2022 to win what? I didn't and know. Now, I, I, I need the correct name of what this person won. I didn't know, so I just put TNT. Joe. I put world title again. I didn't know, so I just put world title. Jamie. I feel like you've got a mistake on here. Adam Cole defeated Samoa Joe to win the Owen Hart Cup. Oh, did, yeah, I meant cold. Sorry, did I say? Yeah, page? if you said cold, I would have. If you said cold, I would have got it. Well, you can all have a point then. Whatever. It was the Owen Hart Foundation Cup. Dear Lord, apologies. I'm tired. I've been looking after a baby all day. I was like, was Samoa Joe was in the Owen Hart Cup? So I was like, oh, he's made a mistake here. You should have said, do you not mean? <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you said Adam Cole won what? He's only won one thing. Why, he did. So why, yeah. are not, why are they not going with the WWE way of things and saying if your name's this, you can't have it if somebody else has already called that? Well, no, WWE haven't done that because you've got um, <coughs> you've got um, Dragon Lee, you've got Wesley, you had AJ Lee, Keith Lee. Yeah, but they're not all wrestling at the same time on the same. Yeah, they show, are. are they? Dragon Lee and Wesley are in the NXT together. Terrible. Add up your scores. <laughs> Eight out of ten. And I'm pretty I've sure Jamie's that too. Five. Yeah. Oh, Joe. Right, so the tie between Dan and Jamie. <clears throat> so, yeah. I do not want to know what the attendance of Double or Nothing 2023 was. What I yeah, want to know is well, the T-Mobile Arena, which hosted Double or Nothing yeah. 2023, has different capacities depending on what the event is that shows. What capacity <laughs> is the T-Mobile Arena for wrestling events? I mean, you'd score a standard 20,000, wouldn't you? <laughs> 18, 20,000. <000. laughs> well, I, whoever's closest gets the point. So, Jamie, what do you want to give me? I'll go in the middle and say 19, then. Dan? I'll play safe, 18. Jamie gets the point. It's 20,000. Oh, <laughs> I was right first off. I should have just stayed at 20. Jamie gets the point. He is now on five. So the leaderboard looks at Dan on six, Jamie on five, me on three, and Joe on one. Who's quizzing next week? Me. Back to Dan. Good. I'll get a point. We could right. be tied by next week, Dan. <laughs> Where can everybody find us on the show socials, Dan? Yeah, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are Grapplecast Show. Make sure you like, rate, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. But on the social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, Grapplecast Show. Make sure to share with your friends. Certainly will. Well, 
Thank you, everybody. As always, for giving us a listen, a like, a subscribe, all that business. Hope everybody enjoyed the wrestling from this past week. Um, is there anything eventful happening this Friday or the rest of the week other than Roman Smackdown? Roman Reigns' a thousandth day celebration on Smackdown. Yes, there we go. And maybe we might find out who the next contender will be. Are they going to do another Uso versus Reigns match, potentially? potentially. Who knows? We look forward to that, as we always say on this show. Cody Rhodes will probably Brett. turn up as well, going, where are Oh, you yeah, here we go. I'm going to beat, no, I'm going to beat Reigns with a broken arm. Yeah, here we go. Side us off, Jamie. Yeah, well, like our man, Kenny Omega, who's currently not in the country because he's getting ready to get Okada for blood and guts. Without further ado, I bid you a good night and goodbye. Terror, guys. Bring the bell!